If you wanna be somebody, if you wanna go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. Hey everybody, this is Jasmine Vale, and you're listening to an episode of Wake Up. Sweet, flavorful, raw, and a little unprocessed. Where I'll be sharing things carved into my life, highlighting voices, and diving into who Jesus really is. Welcome to the wilderness. What is up? We are here with Tyra. She is one of my best friends. She is amazing. She lives in the South End here with me in Rainier Beach. Yes, yes. Um, she, I met her like five years ago, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I don't even know how we met. How we meet? Um, Aaron. She's like, yeah, she's lit. Yeah. She's lit with the Holy Ghost. Yes. Amen. Um, and so I just want the world to hear the voice of Tyra, particularly because of the heart of Tyra. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'm just excited for you guys to hear her thoughts around everything that's going on in our country, in our nation, and locally, in our neighborhood, in Seattle. Um, And she's amazing. And I just feel so honored that she is here with me. I just feel honored. She is creative and she carries leadership like I've never seen before. And I love her voice and the way she shares and prays. What she has taught me about prayer and intercession is insane. And I hope that you guys get an opportunity to hear her. We'll we'll pray at the end of this call. But it is lit. When she goes off, she goes off. And Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit shows up and chains break. Amen. 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 Um, So we're going to ask Tyra a couple of questions. Um, Can you share a little bit about where you work and what you do? Yeah. um, So I work here in the South End, uh, Rainier Beach, the community that I grew up in, um, that my family's from. This is home for me. Um, I work with two organizations. One is Wallblock, Washington Building Leaders of Change. We're at Rainier Beach High School and Emerson Elementary. I could go on about what Wallblock does, but really the heart of Wallblock is to show up and support students and families um, and navigating through the educational system and having the support that they need and then helping them launch out into the community, um, into the world. And then also with our back, Rainier Beach Action Coalition, we are all about connecting the community, supporting the community, engaging the community. Such a wonderful place to work. Yeah. Right. This is an organization that you want to be involved with, whatever that looks like, whatever resources you want to bring to the table. Like, this is the organization you really want to pour into. They're, they show up and show out for the community. Um, and I see that in Tyra, like, every single day. So, um, so Tyra, can you share a little bit about what is on your heart, even just today and right now? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So today, you know, one of the questions that came up today that I heard is, um, how do you process tragedy? And another question that I heard was, what brings you joy? And it was this really the space of holding, what does tragedy mean? How does that happen? How do you deal with it? How do you process it? But then to think about joy on the other side of things, right? Um, And so I found myself really wrestling with that today. I found myself frustrated by the tragic things that's happened in our community, um, from the police brutally shooting and killing Sean Fur, an unarmed young man with his daughter in his hands, 
um, who's a family member of mine. And for the police to shoot him and to kill him with his baby in his arms and to look and see, like, where's our community at in this? Where are we taking a stand with this? Um, so Woman Against All Violence, um, Wave Woman Against All Violence, and Johnette, um, she is his un his she is his aunt and um really working and pioneering the opportunity for us to really rally behind supporting him um and getting justice for him but since then um there's been so many deaths right like nationally there's Ahmad Arbery there's Brianna Taylor um there's the other situations that keep coming up right we see all these memes constantly of police brutally hurting people, killing people, people of color, men of color, women of color. And we also see um, the response that people have to that. Um, so something I've, I found frustrated by today is I'm, I'm like, where is the local response? Where is the response for the violence that is happening locally in our community? What does it look like for the Rainier Beach community to process tragedy to heal from tragedy, especially how do we heal when it's reoccurring, right? Like, how do you find space to heal when yeah. traumatic events keep on happening? I think that's some, something important for us to take time to recognize what we need to heal. Um, and then to also recognize, like, we don't want to be desensitized to Black-on-Black -black crime. We don't want to be desensitized to violence in our community, mental illness, suicide. Like, there's so many different issues in our community, and it's important for us to recognize them, to be aware of them, and then find space to start processing how to deal with them. Um, how do we do that when the trauma happens when each week there's another person who's shot, who's killed, who's murdered. These are people in our community who literally are a part of the community. People who are loved, who have families here, who have heart here, memories here. This is home. Like, how do you watch when so many people in your community are coming and going? And then the next person comes and goes. And then the next person comes and goes. How do we take time to actually pause to heal? And then also another conversation that came up today was what would it look like for us to have our own form of police, right? Like where I'm in a community where the police literally has harmed and hurt people. And where is the justice for it? And where is the action for it? Like what is our own sense of community accountability? How can we develop that? How can we find that? And I know shout out to people in the community like, are back they're they're working on things like that and I'm sure there are other places who are working on things like that as well but I just think it's important for us to acknowledge there is tragedy happening to pause to process it and to find time to heal it is important we don't want to just look over and because someone else has had another trauma or another tragic event that we don't take time to heal from the trauma that's currently happening mm -hmm. Yeah. How, thanks for sharing all that. Yeah. How do you feel like you have personally, like, walked in that healing process? Mm -hmm. And how have you seen Holy Spirit, like, lead you in that space? And um, what, what does it look, what, what does it look like for you to engage God when there's so much injustice 
Absolutely. Thanks for asking this question. This is a question that I've actually actively been practicing. Like Mm -hmm. each day as things happen, I'm like, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to lead me in this. You're going to have to guide me in this. You're going to have to help me in this. And I find times where my heart is really hurt Mm -hmm. and really heavy. And it's like, feels there's times where it feels like it's hard to hear from God because you're carrying that load. And I think something that's important that has been important for me in this process is to continually bring my all before the king. Like when I come to God, I just need to give my all to him. My anger, my frustration, my pain, my hurt, my bitterness. Like I felt these really raw emotions and all of them are good, right? Like I want vengeance. I want right. I want blood. justice, right? I right. want and but at the end of the day I want it the way I want it God's way and not my way. Hmm. And that's something I have to continually surrender to is like, hey, Holy Spirit, I'm your daughter. And I know you do things a certain way. Help me to release this to you. Hmm. And so it's important in the process what I found for me is to continually be honest with where I'm at, what I want and what I need. And sometimes that changes day to day, but I'm, I have to be okay with that and be flexible within myself to be like, Hey, there's stuff going on here. I need to bring this to God and I need him to help me process this. And it's okay to feel anger. I think something that's been hard for me was at first it felt like I didn't want to feel angry. Mm. Like I know Jesus was angry and he turned the tables up, right? He's mad right now. Yeah. And so, but sometimes it feels it feels like as Christians, we shouldn't be angry. Hmm. That's how it feels sometimes. It's like, especially if you're in a place where there's already angry people around you. Hmm. Like, how can you be the light if you are in agreement with what's going on around you? You know, hmm. I think that's something I had to wrestle with. Like, if I want blood for blood and I know people around me want blood for blood, like, how do I be light in a place where I am in agreement with what they want? I have to surrender my desire to God. That's literally what I had to do and be like, okay, God, I know blood for blood's not right. Mm. He, put, and, he gave the blood. Yeah. And I think something, too, that's important is that the Holy Spirit has a way of meeting you right where you are right. and just settling and knowing that he's enough. Right. Like, he is literally enough for whatever situation I'm in at any given moment that I'm in it. Even if I change, he's constant and stable and remains Amen. the same. And Devoted. he has this way of just meeting me yeah. where I am. Yeah, I Yeah, I totally hear you. The anger piece, that's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, just what you were saying about the way. Mm-hmm. Like, I've really been thinking about that. Jesus just he doesn't just want us to know him and he he doesn't want to just be known Mm -hmm. he wants to be understood and Mm -hmm. that comes through understanding ways and the importance of the way and I've been asking him like what is justice like what is justice Mm -hmm. and he just keeps like repeating well it's a it's a way it's actually not a result it's a way and so I've really been like thinking about that concept of like okay well what does it look like lord um as i'm like struggling with anger when i see injustice um and grieving that and like weeping (laughs) you know (laughs) when i'm not numb yeah because you 
have those moments no, no. yeah uh but in that space of like okay what how do i how do you see this right now jesus you know and what does it look like to actually engage justice in that space or in our country too so what do you what do you feel like you would say to Christians that are in agreement with systems right now that are oppressing people and apathetic toward injustice and can you define both, I mean, apathetic yeah i mean even on a micro so on a micro level it would be like what you hit on earlier of like speaking to national level things but not even noticing um noticing people in the neighborhood that are also experiencing gun violence Mm -hmm. and so i would say that would that's a level of apathy i've experienced a level of apathy in my own life with like um numbing out on a micro level of like okay i don't want to grieve or i don't want to cry i don't want to feel fully um but then there's when that is um when we come to a place where it's totally complacent where we become complacent where the church looks inactive and powerless especially toward confrontation of injustice what would you say what what do you want to say yeah uh let's see i would say show up show up and what i mean by that is like when are we going to accept the things that are in this world when are we going to accept those there's classism racism mm-hmm. sexism patriarchy like Brokenness. there's so many different mm-hmm. isms right i'm just going to call them the isms cuz right. the list goes on of different types of injustice that we face in our community we have to acknowledge that it exists mm-hmm. beyond acknowledging that it exists like what role do we play in that how is it benefiting us who is it benefiting and who is it hurting and how is it hurting them i was just talking to god earlier and i was like god like what does it look like is there any country where there's not in any racism that's that was my question i was like holy spirit is there any country where there's not racism and then i thought well okay maybe if there's a country without racism what about classism like okay well Maybe if they don't have racism or classism, what about sexism? Like, right. is there any country that's free of these different forms of oppression that benefit certain people and hurt certain people? And I thought about what the only thing that could come to my mind was the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. And it made me think, well, if it's God's will for his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven, what does it look like for the kingdom of heaven to be active on earth where we're not operating out of these same broken systems of the world? Mm. Like, how do we operate in a way, in a kingdom way, that brings healing and revival to broken systems? First, we have to realize within ourselves, like, where is our own brokenness? Right. Where are we benefiting from broken systems? Right. And how are we hurting people from broken systems and taking that before God? Like we need God to search us. Right. We need him to purify us and to cleanse us. And like the church, we are humans. 
we're humans. We're people. Like, we're just not a building. We are a church full of people who we all, I don't know if everyone wants to admit it or not, but we all got issues. Right. And we all need this man named Jesus to come into our lives to help us, to heal us. I mean, we all fall short of the glory of God. We need Jesus. He's the only way, the mm-hmm. only truth, and the life. There's no other way but to the Father, but through him. So we need Jesus to literally show us. I think of who's the only person who was an example of how to live without benefiting from broken systems. Mm-hmm. And that's Jesus. He knew who he was. Mm-hmm. He knew who his father was. He knew where he came from. He knew his power. He knew his mm-hmm. authority. He was humble. He was loving. He was caring. Amen. He was kind. He knew when he to step away. Power. He didn't. Mm-mm. And so, like, how do we learn from the life of Jesus? How do we practice that type of lifestyle? How do we build that intimacy with Jesus so that practicing that lifestyle is natural? Amen. And how do we take that lifestyle of relationship with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, and with God and live in that in a way that brings healing to broken systems, to broken places, to broken people, to broken relationships, to broken communities? Like, how do we heal our educational system? Mm. How do we bring revival to the educational system, the judicial system, the courts and the judges and the jails, like the racism, classism, sex, it goes on, right? Mm. But how do we be the body of Christ? The arm, the leg, and the kidney. Like, how do we practice being the body of Christ Mm. in our many different capacities, but bringing the kingdom of heaven to heal those broken places? Amen. Yeah. (laughs) That, I I think that's what's been, like, how, you know? Yeah. Of, like, really asking Holy Spirit the how. And I think you really hit on that of, like, it starts with recognizing the brokenness in yourself and really addressing that. And where you are in agreement and benefiting from systems that are really destroying, (laughs) oppressing, and hurting people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think something key that you uh-huh. just said was asking the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't... It's so easy for us to all point the finger and see what's wrong right. with someone else. But can we, and we do can that just within build, ourselves? We, we've done this centuries and centuries and centuries of just, oh, okay, something didn't work and we're going to try and change it. And then we just build on top of that mm-hmm. what we think is better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and yeah. we end up hurting someone else because we're seeking power. Yeah. We're benefiting in some way. Yeah, I think Holy Spirit's about to, I, I believe that he is already revealing how, the how yeah. to people. And it, it's really going to come down to like, you want to know the how, you got to rest your head on his chest. Yeah. You have to listen. He wants your ear. Yeah. That's it. Yielding to the Holy Spirit, listening to him, hearing him, but also being obedient to him. Like we can't change any system, any place, community, even ourselves. What can we change without his power? Amen. Without his power, that change is temporary. Right. Right. With the Holy Spirit, that change is eternal. Amen. And that's what we need to be led by the Holy Spirit so that we can tear down these broken things and build up what's meant to be in its place. Amen. What? So one final, before we wrap it up here, um, 
what do you feel like Holy Spirit is saying right now? Whether to you or to the body or, and I mean, I think he's saying all the things that you covered, mm -hmm. but right now, he's here right now. Yeah. <laughs> what do you feel? What are you hearing? I'm hearing wake up, put aside distractions and focus. Amen. Focus, surrender and obey. What good is surrendering if you're not willing to obey what he says? after you surrender mm -hmm. that's like saying hey clean me up and then you clean yourself up and then you throw mud back on mm -hmm. like who does that right? right like we literally need to be yielding to what the holy spirit wants even if that means putting aside our whole agenda like let's say we have 20 minutes in this meeting to hear from god and pray and then move back on to business as usual no like we literally need to be hearing and yielding to the Holy Spirit and being led by the Spirit. This is a time for us to get in the Word of God. That's right. And to build intimacy with Amen. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit like never before. Amen. The church cannot be the church without being in relationship Amen. to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the thing that allows us to be the church. And so we need to stay connected, remain in Him as He remains in us. Stay focused and yield. That's right. Amen. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, can you pray for us and pray for our listeners? And Yeah. Yes. Amen. Father God, we come before your throne right now. We say thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for being the way, the truth, and the life. Yes, Lord. Thank you for being our road to the Father. Thank you for coming here for us, that you would die on the cross for our sins, that we could have eternal life. We say thank you, God. You said that we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but you, God, loved us so much you sent your son. And we say thank you for that. Yes, Lord. We pray right now, Father God, for anyone who is listening, Father God, who does not know you, that you would just let them see your son, Jesus. For you said, God, if we believe in our heart and we confess it with our mouth that you are Lord, we will be saved. And so we pray for every person listening that does not know you, that would like to have a relationship with you, Father God, to have that opportunity right now. We pray for the body and we ask right now that you would speak to each person listening, Father God, that they would hear your voice. You said in John 10, 27, my sheep hear me, they know my voice and they respond to me. No one can snatch them out of my hand. So we pray right now that you would speak to the body and give them specific directions for this season and the grace to be obedient, God. We pray right now over our time with you that our intimacy would grow with you. We pray for growth and intimacy and relationship with God the Father, Jesus, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, we pray right now over that time with you. We pray right now, Jesus, that you would bring revival to this city. Yes, Lord. Revival to Seattle, Washington. Revival to Rainier Beach, Father yes, God. Jesus. Revival right here in our neighborhood, God. We are praying, God, for you know the broken systems of this world. But we pray for your kingdom to come 
on earth as it is in heaven. Meet us each right where we are. Pull the blinders off of our eyes that we would be able to see things in truth. Starting with ourselves. Help us to look in the mirror and to see ourselves in the truth. We need you, God. Yes, Lord. And we are crying out, Father God, for change. It is time for change. It is time for us to be set free, Father God. So we pray right now, Father God, as we come up against the systems of this world, Father God, we pray for revival with families, revival in education, revival in entertainment, Father God, revival, Father God, in the, in the institutions, Father God, the jails and the hospitals and the prisons, Father God, we need your revival to come forth in every area of our lives right now in the name of Jesus. We glorify you, God. We honor you. And we thank you for everything that you have done and everything that you are doing now. We pray that you get all the glory, honor, and praise in the midst of it all. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks so much, Ty. Um, We are going to continue. We'll see you guys next week because we're going to continue talking about the how and what God is releasing in this season of how do we do this? And we're gonna we're gonna go for it because Holy Spirit's about to popping off. I mean, yes, He's Lord. already popping off. Um, so we'll see you guys. Peace.